Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your host is Becky Olson. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends, and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Becky Olson. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Becky Olson. I'm the co-founder of Breast Friends. I'm also a five-time survivor of advanced stage breast cancer, a motivational speaker, and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. And before I introduce our incredible guest today, I have something I wanted to share with you. This came across my Facebook post yesterday. It was one of those things that somebody put on a storyline, so it was only there for like 12 seconds and then it disappeared. But I think I got the gist of it when I wrote it down because it kind of resonated with me just a tad. And it has to do with choices. You know, as we're kind of living in this new pandemic environment, you know, and people are are trying to be careful. But, you know, what what do we actually do with our days? How do we how do we spend our days that that makes sense to us? And and it really does come down to choice. And this this thing that went across said, you can be a hunk, you can be a chunk, you can be a monk, or you can be a drunk. Choose wisely. And when I saw that, it kind of made me laugh because they're really, they're really, those really are some viable choices that people are making. I know people that have shared with me that they have gained a lot of weight during this COVID because they're practicing new recipes and cooking a lot, but they're not going outside and then working any of it off. Or they're just kind of staying home and not socializing at all. They're not doing any Zoom meetings. They're not engaging anything. They're just kind of staying home and and becoming sort of monk-like. Um, or maybe they're drinking a little too much, and that's a sad very sad thing too because that's that's just a really terrible way to hurt yourself but I love the idea of becoming a hunk now at my age and in my physical condition becoming a hunk is probably not likely for me (laughs) But, but you know what I have a guest today who it's very likely for she is an amazing person and I'm so excited because she hasn't given up through all of this and we're gonna learn all about her today and what keeps her going, what keeps her motivating, motivated through all of this. So our guest today is Lauren. And Lauren, I should have asked you how to pronounce your name before I brought you on the air, but is it Chiarello? You nailed it. Oh, good. I wasn't sure. In Italian, the CH sometimes is a K sound like Chianti, you know, right, so I didn't right. know it was Chiarello, but Chiarello. Yes. Okay. Well, at age 23, Lauren was diagnosed with cancer but it never ended her desire to help other people. She's a fitness expert, a trainer, a speaker, a fundraiser, and she's we're going to learn what this is. She's a brand ambassador for a company called York Athletics who is also sponsoring a Breast Friends Warrior 5K that we are going to be doing here in October. And oh yeah, she's a mom of I believe 7-month-old twin boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So, welcome, Lauren, to the program. I'm so excited to have you on board. And you're in New York, right? Well, you know, I just moved from Manhattan back in January. So, I'm based uh, in a town called Ridgefield, Connecticut. So, it's about an hour or so north of Manhattan. Okay. Well, it's a beautiful yes. part of the country. Our daughter and her family, they all live in Boston. And, and I know the York headquarters is in Boston. And we're just... It's just a part of the the country that we love and get to as often as we can. It's just so so beautiful back there. So so Lauren, just 
if you could give our audience the benefit of knowing a little bit about you, maybe you know, tell us about hobbies or your family and you know what you do in the world of fitness training. Just just kind of give us a little little background on you so we have a sense. And how old are you now? I'm 36. Are you really? Oh my gosh, your picture you still look 23. <laughs> I just Oh gosh. Okay. I'm I'll take so that. Thank you. Serious. You look so so adorable. Um, all right, so you're 36 now. Okay, well, you're still just a baby. I got kids your age. Anyway, <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, so I grew up uh, in northern Westchester, just about an hour north of the city. So I definitely grew up, you know, kind of experiencing culture. My aunt lived there. She would take us to different shows, and we'd scoot around Central Park. And just at a very early age, I remember being pretty enamored with the city. So that's what kind of le- I, le- I lived there after college for almost 13 years. So we really just moved recently, but um, gosh, I know it's so like magical. Where to begin? I went to college down and outside of Philly at a a school called Villanova and um, just made a really beautiful community there, wonderful friends. Um, And I actually, you know, didn't start out doing fitness right after school. I um, have a degree in accounting and interned in financial services auditing, realized that was not for me. And I um, started uh, at a nonprofit. So I worked in fundraising and event planning and event production for many, many years before starting my business, Chi Chi Life, um, which is now five and a half years old. So it's still a blend of um, fundraising and event planning and work as a consultant, but I also um, bring in my fitness training. So I, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I it just, it was, it really sidelined me. And I'd say that fitness was a huge part of my life. And I know we're going to kind of dive into the cancer story in a moment, but um, I became a trainer and a teacher um, almost six years ago. And um, the core strength of strengthening and conditioning that uh, the methods that I learned, bar and Pilates, TRX, they just truly changed my life. And my hope was to inspire others that they can get stronger no matter where they're at. So that's really what I encourage people to do during my teaching is just to arrive where they are and with a sense of like kindness and compassion to themselves, because we can be really hard on ourselves or like, you know, even just me now, like, seven months postpartum, like I think back, oh, like a few years ago, I was doing X, Y, Z. And it's like, you if you kind of get stuck in that spiral, it's so tough. So totally, um, you can so get sucked into that. Hey, I want to ask you a question before you move on, because you really caught my attention with something. So you went through school, got a degree in accounting, and then did that for a little while and realized that wasn't for you. How hard was I just did an internship. Okay, and then I ran away. (laughs) Okay, so how hard was that to because it's kind of like you did you feel like you this is a silly question but I'm going to ask it anyway because I think a lot of people get stuck here they make a decision and then they feel or think that they have to stay with that plan so how hard was that for you to make that switch and say nope not for me was that an easy thing for you or did you struggle with that just a bit emotionally yeah I definitely struggled with it Um, but I think I just knew deep down that they're just it wasn't the right career path for me. Um, It just wasn't. And I actually ended up taking like a $20,000 pay cut to start off in a small social services um, nonprofit doing the event planning I was doing. But after a few years, I kind of worked my way back up, you know, and, you know, had the experience so I can kind of get up there into different levels and make a, you know, more of a substantial salary. But it it was hard because, you know, I'm I'm thankful that I have the foundation because I think just having a business degree is certainly... Mm -hmm 
helped me in a lot of aspects of my life. Um, and, you know, but I think just in terms of, yeah, making that decision when you're sort of like, oh, I'm supposed to be an exactly. accountant now because I exactly. have this degree. And yeah. I think I, it was hard, but I tried to just push past that resistance. And luckily I had um, a, my parents were very supportive and, you know, knew that I sort of like kind of since a very early age, if I like put my mind some to something, I sort of like get it done. And so I think they had a lot of faith in me and having their encouragement and support certainly, you know, helped me with that. Well, I think I think that's good, and I, I didn't want that to slide by because you know my the, my kind of theme for for today is choices, and you know you made a choice that I think a lot of people want to make, but they struggle a little bit. It's like, well, I went through school, I paid all this money, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, blah 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 blah. Now, to your point, it does give you a good background for even for event planning. I mean, you've got to understand the numbers, and you know, event planning if if you're you know, losing money on every event you do, then you're probably do, doing something wrong. So, you know, having that that background in accounting is probably helpful for that. But but I'm really glad and proud of you for stepping up and realizing this was not the this was not the thing for you. And and you made a change and you're doing some incredible things that we're going to get into. But before we do, would you mind just sharing a bit about your cancer story with us? I know you're a two time survivor. How did that come about? How how old were you? I think you were 23, we said, right? Yes, um, yes. And you were diagnosed. So so tell us about that experience. What was, what was that like for you? Sure. So I had itchy skin. That was my biggest symptom. I grew up an athlete. I was very active, you know, all through my life. I was just spending a year and a half out of college. And this itchy skin was driving me crazy. I was, my legs were itching my belly, but there was no rash or dry skin. So I was kind of a little confused what was going on. So I went to a dermatologist and I remember in that appointment, she goes, well, it could be, um, you know, some eczema, I'll give you some cream. And then we were kind of talking more. And I also had this lump above my collarbone on the left side there that felt like it was getting bigger. And I asked her to examine it. And that was really, she knew quite, she was quite certain that I had Hodgkin's lymphoma because she'd really remembered the day in med school. She told me this, that like, if someone young comes in, because Hodgkin's lymphoma does tend to be a younger person's type of cancer, um, don't discount them, you know, and she even called me the following week to make sure that I was going down the line to, you know, get these other appointments with doctors to just kind of eventually lead down the path to receiving my diagnosis. And, you know, so it was something that I totally did not see coming. I think most people don't, you know, and I think especially if you're like taking good care of yourself and kind of doing quote unquote all the right things and Mm -hmm. um, being, I've been a vegetarian since I was 14 and in general, just like eat a like lead a fairly clean lifestyle. I think it's been even more enhanced uh, post-cancer, but it just, you know, it, it totally sidelined me. And, um, but it, I will say, helped me understand the power of community. And I, I went through six months of chemotherapy. I was in remission for six months. And then I, uh, unfortunately it, it came back. But in that six months that I was in remission, this is kind of where one of the community pieces come in. I trained for my first half marathon. So I am a runner. So I'm very excited about this warrior 5k because Um, I want to sign up. I want to definitely be a part of it. And, um, so running has changed my life as well. Fitness running. Um, and it's, it's, I went on to run many half marathons and full marathons, fundraising for cancer research. And, um, these programs, both the research education support, it's all so critical to this cancer landscape. And so I felt 
that I really wanted to give back. And I still continue. I was treated at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York City. And I've been a patient of patient volunteer there for a decade. And I work with patients and their families. And then full circle moment, I became a cancer exercise trainer and started teaching at the Integrative Medicine Center last year. So it's been a lot of different you know, just pieces of it that has really shaped my life in such a positive way. And um, especially the running community is so gorgeous and incredible. And I just, you know, I think you, it's, you surround yourself with people who lift you up and support you and can um, understand that life is difficult. And, you know, how can we, what are some tools and, um, you know, techniques and exercises that we can use to move through difficult times? Yeah. You know, my doctor came from Sloan Kettering. He's out here in, at the Providence Cancer Center. And, you know, that's that that facility has such a huge, wonderful reputation. So so how did you actually get plugged into doing you, you kind of went through that quickly, but you said you do patient to patient training at Sloan Kettering. How does that work? What, what are you doing there specifically? Yeah, sure. So it's it's a patient to patient volunteer program. So that's separate. That's like a volunteer role. And then separately, I, I am employed at Sloan Kettering and I do teach at the integrated medicine I teach group exercise and personal training okay Um, it's a little bit different in this landscape right now that we're in with COVID Um, you know unfortunately the um, fitness piece is closed the in-person so everything is virtual so um, but yeah so with the patient-to-patient volunteer program anyone can join Um, you just essentially apply and and interview and they you know you join and you can express areas of interest that you you know you'd like to do for me I, I really was interested in, in helping to support patients that maybe were newly diagnosed, maybe they're in the midst of their journey. I've also spoken with caregivers. Um, this is actually, it's also a caregiver um, program as well. So it, care, caregivers who you know, maybe had um, a, a spouse or a family member um, treated at Sloan Kettering and they were really in that caregiver role, they can then become a volunteer to help support other caregivers. So cool. it's a it's so really incredible program. Is, yeah. is it mostly just conversation, like on, on a Zoom meeting or something, or do you actually demonstrate exercises and people on the zoom meeting are doing the exercises too what sure so again the patient to patient volunteer is separate like that's more just like emotional support i would say so and that i do as a volunteer been doing it for a decade the teaching been doing about a year and a half and um now it is all virtual yes but no before it was you know right on 74th street and first avenue there's a building there and that's we would have classes we could do training one-on-one so those Two are separate things. In terms of the patient to patient volunteer program, um, I used to meet people in person, speak with them on the phone, visit them in the hospital. So it's looked different. Right. Yeah. Things have certainly, certainly changed. I'm on chemo right now and I go in today and I can't take anybody in with me, which is very frustrating because it's a long time to just sit there, you know, with an IV in your chest or whatever you know it's a long time to sit and you know this is I'm on my fifth battle now and you know when I went through this all those years ago I mean you could surround yourself with people it was pretty pretty different environment now but everybody's spaced far apart and can't have anybody in with you and you know it does make it harder and so to get that level of support that just you just need to kind of feel like you're not alone in this is really important do you think people are getting um virtual burnout like you know they're just oh, I want to do another zoom meeting I'm just are people doing that or are they still staying pretty engaged with you um you know I think it's kind of hit or miss summer is a little bit different because I think people are you know now the children are really out of school it sort of depends I think 
the population, but um, it's hit or miss. I think it's a really beautiful way for people to connect. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I love, I really love teaching uh, on Zoom because it really it allows me to still have this sense of community. I get to see people, they see me, and you know, um, I created a special Facebook group. So trying to stay connected as much as we can in that way, but also I think understanding that it's important to just get out in nature and move out there. I, I do teach a class on my front lawn once a week and it's just six people. We space ourselves out um, oh, and I wanted you. to feel comfortable and safe. So that's kind of, you know, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. Um, you know, I think we just got to take it day by day and do the best we can and stay as positive as we can, but certainly also allow ourselves to feel all the feelings. And, you know, just like yeah. for you, I mean, I'm sure it's isolating going um, to the treatment on your own. I'm sure you'd love to have company and, and, you know, be there. And I'm sure just the vibe and energy is a little bit different as well. So oh, absolutely. not an easy time. And I also noticed that you are a marathon runner. I mean, I know you did the one six months after your, your first treatment, but I mean, your first round with, with uh, cancer, but you've run several marathons or half marathons? Yeah, so I run nine half marathons and two wow. full marathons. Yeah. So are you do, you're not doing these with large groups now, though, because there aren't really any large groups going, right? So it's mostly That's just... That's right. So who, do you run with like a small little core group of people or are you just doing it on your own? What do you Just doing it on my own right now. Yeah. And I've been doing a couple like virtual 5Ks. Like one was through my school. Another was through a different running group that I'm involved in. So just been trying to still stay connected that way, but just mainly running on my own. Um, you know, I miss it certainly. And I ran the New York City Marathon and ran right past Memorial Sloan Kettering back in 2013. And that memory will like stay in my uh, mind forever i'll bet sure. it will well listen kiddo we're going to take a short break i can't believe how fast that first segment went so when we come back i want to talk to you about how you manage to kind of keep staying motivated you've got twins you've got covid you got all this what what motivates you so let's talk about that when we come back from break so stay tuned we'll be back in a minute Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. Female cancers affect women, but women's effects are felt throughout our families, workplaces, and communities. Electa is driving advances in precision radiation medicine across our portfolio of devices. By enabling treatment that is highly responsive to changes in tumor shape, position, and biology, but doesn't compromise the health of surrounding tissue and the patient, we protect the moments that matter in the lives of women with female cancers and everyone they touch. Learn more at electa.com. That's E-L-E-K-T-A dot com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. Um, Before we bring our guest back on, I wanted to just share with you briefly that there are four ways to be involved in our weekly program, and that is, first, share the link to the program. You know, you can find us on all your favorite podcasts. You can find us on Voice America host page. There's a lot of different ways to find us, but whatever you're listening to right now, grab that, subscribe to it, and share it with your friends because this is how we grow our audience. And we're now listened to in 113 countries, which is pretty darned exciting to me. So another way you can help support us is to donate. Even though we know we don't charge our guests to be on our show, we don't charge for any of this, but it does cost us money to be on the air. So you can donate by um, through text. You just text BF Radio to 41444. That will launch a new screen, and then you can make a donation of any size. Um, and then also join Breast Friends Around the Globe. It's a Facebook group page that you can join. I will approve you the second you sign up. And then you can follow the shows. I always load the new show coming up. You know, that day you can listen live right there or you can listen to it on demand later. But I'd love to hear where you're from, comments on the show, what did you learn? It's exciting. So we have a lot We have a lot of people that like to kind of share what they're up to, and, and it's just a very exciting thing. So, um, And then, of course, if you have an interesting story or a new perspective on something, invite and introduce yourself to me by writing Becky at breastfriends.org and let me know that you'd like to consider being on the show as a guest and tell me why. What's your story? And maybe we'll have a little quick conversation and and if it feels like it fits, then we'll get you plugged into an episode. So those are ways you can be involved and um, please do that because that's how we keep the show up and alive and going. So with that, we are back to our guest. So Lauren, um, before we went out, I, I, I know you had a second diagnosis and um, involving stem cell transplants and stuff. We didn't really go down that path, but I'd love to hear about that. And I also want to hear, you know, I know for a lot of breast cancer patients, fertility becomes a very serious issue. And a lot of women will do something like freeze their eggs and then try to, you know, have a child later. Somehow, after all of that, you manage to have twins. And I've got a big smile on my face right now as I say that, because that is just so uplifting and exciting to me. So why don't you talk a little bit about all of that and, you know, and, and having twins and what that was like and just oh, share. Sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad you brought up the issue of fertility because it really is something that young cancer patients face. And oftentimes it's really not talked about sometimes early enough. Um, 
So it's important. And I'm very grateful that the team um, brought brought it up, especially when I relapsed, because that's when I froze my eggs. So I froze my eggs when I was 24 years old. Luckily, I did have enough time to do so. And they froze a lot of eggs. I got 24 eggs. Whoa. 24 years old. <laughs> so I didn't know if I even wanted to have a family. I didn't know if I would retain my fertility. We really just didn't know. There was a lot of unknowns. So I was like, all right, we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll go down that route. Luckily, I um, was able to do that. And then um, did go on to have more chemotherapy, radiation, high-dose chemo, and then the stem cell transplant. So I was in isolation at the hospital for almost six weeks and it was just challenging to say the least. I know we, you know, we could talk about that for a while, but I, you know, I think what's important is, you know, figuring out how to navigate the tough times, um, you know, with a sense of positivity and also just really sense of kindness for yourself. It's important to just be gentle and it's, it's easier said than done. That's for sure. As someone who's like, you know, that sort of not enough feeling and like, you know, always wanting to just like do better, better. Um, it's always a work in progress. But, you know, fast forward a bit, I met my husband and we decided that we wanted to start a family and um, we conceived naturally the first time um, and actually the second time. Um, but the first time, um, three months it just took and I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. And Unfortunately, I ended up having something called an ectopic pregnancy where mm. the embryo um, is implanted outside the uterus. So for me, it was in the right fallopian tube. Um, they had to do an emergency surgery. And um, this was almost two years ago. And so then there I was like, you know, 34 and have one tube that has, you know, kind of chemo blasted eggs that impacts the quality and the quantity. And I was like, uh oh, I don't know if this is going to work out. So, um, you know, we started to explore what it would be like to use the frozen eggs. And we had met with a few reproductive endocrinologists, exploring, exploring different tests. Again, that could be like a whole episode on itself. And then we were close to using the frozen eggs and we conceive naturally again. So we go into the reproductive endocrinologist. She goes, okay, come right in. We'll get some blood work done. Okay, great. Okay, it was pot, you know, okay, yes, you're definitely pregnant. This is exciting. And then a couple weeks later, we did an ultrasound. And I remember she said, okay, well, it's a little early, but, you know, we may see a heartbeat. We may not. So, okay, we go in. And she said, oh, there it is. There's a heartbeat. We're so excited. And, you know, because I was nervous that maybe it could be another ectopic pregnancy or, you know, we just didn't know. And then about maybe 15 seconds later, she goes, well, this is unexpected. She goes, <laughs> There was a second heartbeat. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so uh, jaw dropping moment. My husband's dad is an identical twin, actually. And uh-huh. so they say that identical twins specifically are just like a random splitting of the eggs. And it's not genetic like fraternal twins are. But um, there we have it. There were our two babies. They knew they were identical right away because there was one placenta. So she's like identical twins. And we were like jaw dropping I mean we wanted two babies so we're like all right okay Got them all at once. Yeah. I love it oh my gosh ah oh, that is that's that is so exciting oh my gosh huh okay lovely story and what are what are your baby's names sure so they um we have Vincent and Jacob and they just turned seven months like you mentioned earlier so and um one unfortunately had like extensive health issues, Jacob. So it was tough. He was in the hospital for many months and Vincent was home and it was a really kind of tough start to motherhood, I'd say. Um, and then luckily he came home on March 19th 
just as the pandemic was exploding and we were so grateful to just get home, be safe. And um, he did, he was on a feeding tube for quite some time, but he just has gotten so strong, little steps. And it's been like such a privilege to witness. And Mm -hmm. it's a reminder that things take time, that these tiny steps are so important. And even when we feel like we're not making any progress, it's like you are, you have to stay with these tiny steps to make the big change. So I'm going to ask you a question. You can think about it or you can just flat out say, heck no, I'm not doing that. Or you can say, oh, that would be lovely. I would do that. Um, It would be so cool if you would be comfortable enough to put a photo of you and your two babies on the Breast Friends Around the Globe page, like as a comment underneath the link that I put for this episode. So people can, and and your husband, you can put him in there too. Um, (laughs) If you if you had a photo like that, that would be so sweet. Then people could see exactly who we're talking to and just have a little peek into your life. Would you, are you comfortable doing that? I, I would. Yeah, they actually don't make too many appearances on social media. But this, since this is like a, a like a special group and it's just yeah. like within that, I feel good about it. Yeah, that would All be right. fun. I, I would love that. And I won't share it anywhere else. It'll just stay in the group. So so everybody don't share it. Okay. All right. Oh, thank you. I would be so blessed if you would do that. So yes. very cool. All right. So let's talk about now. Now you got these twins. You're still athletic. How have you managed to work all of this athleticism and activity into this environment with COVID? Where did the twins go when you're when you're out running, you've got a big stroller. What 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 are you doing with them? Sure. So most so if I'm running, I my husband's watching them because um, it's a little tricky with the two of them in the stroller and stuff. So um, I usually just go off on my own. But with my own workouts, luckily they're on like a pretty good schedule right now. They nap three times a day. And my husband, a silver lining of, of the pandemic is that he's working from home. So he is able to kind of navigate his schedule a little bit to help care for them because, you know, we didn't, both of us didn't really expect, you know, to certainly be, we, we thought we'd maybe have like a little help. Like maybe I'd have someone come and help a few times a week or something. Um, I knew I was going to be working a lot less these first like couple years um, just because, they're so tiny and I wanted to be with them. But um, usually as soon as they go up into their cribs, I like sprint down and I start exercising. <laughs> so um, I would not be my first choice, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would well, probably go you know, for the nap myself, but you know. <laughs> sometimes I do that too. Sometimes I do that. I mean, I think having like a plan and then just being flexible if like things need to change. And I'm, I'm all about just like squeezing little moments in like it doesn't have to be like I I don't think I've worked out for a full hour since they've been born and if you talk to me you know last year sometimes I would even like you know I'd catch a bar class in the morning maybe hit go to spin at night or something you know I mean not often but like I just would get that cardio and the strength in in the same day and now you know I just look for like quick efficient like great workouts and um so it's they're anywhere from like 30 to 45 minutes and I just I'm so thrilled that I can get it in. And to be honest, sometimes I, if I'm teaching and stuff and I can't get my own workout in, I'm happy that I'm like moving while I'm teaching. And then sometimes I'll even just get a little 15 minutes and it's like, or even five minutes. Like there's just so much that you could do in a short amount of time. So I think it's about bringing the awareness into your day and just like making it a priority because it just overall helps your physical and emotional well-being. You know, that brings up a really good point because I think sometimes people think, oh, I don't have time to work out. You know, I've got a job, I've got kids, i got blah, blah, blah. I don't have time to work out. But you're saying a five-minute increment 
here and there. You know, you do what you can. You know, no one's expecting you to go out and become a marathon runner. Well, we're expecting mm-hmm. you to because that's who you are. But, <laughs> but we don't expect, you know, we're not expecting that. But just five minutes of stretching or, you know, mm-hmm. and I know one of your, one of your um, activities that you are involved in heavily is Pilates. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's something, I don't know how much time you spend at, at one session doing Pilates, but is that something that you can do for five minutes, ten minutes at a time? Absolutely, absolutely. Talk about it because you've got a program for that that's free for survivors, and Mm -hmm. I I think we'd like. Let's go ahead and talk about why Pilates. You know, what is it about it that that really speaks to you, and why should our survivors do this? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So so with Pilates, it's it's low impact. So for me, exercise is the. I'm in for the long haul. You're not going to find me like doing burpees when I'm like 80 years old. Like I'm just not. So my (laughs) hope is to show people that exercise, you can always modify for different injuries, for different sensitivities that you have. So there is a way to move no matter what you have going on, um, whether it be small movements or big movements. Now with Pilates, um, it's really great. I mean, t- traditional Matt Pilates, Joseph Pilates, he was a man, he was a person, he's the one who created uh, this method, um, is, is actually all on the on the floor. And I teach a kind of a, a variation. I do like a fusion of some bar and uh, yoga, stretching and things like that. So I don't sort of teach a full straight traditional, but with the traditional Pilates, um, and a lot of what I teach, um, it's down on the mat. So it's you are on your back, you're on your side, you're on your belly. Um, so there's a lot of different ways um, that you can engage your core, um, you know, without even being in a plank, you know. So you could be on your back and on your side lying position. So um, Pilates strengthens your core. It helps to build spinal flexibility and mobility. Um, and when you strengthen your core, you typically reduce back pain and it helps you with your posture. And when you connect your body and mind to your breath, um, it, you, it's, you really feel the change, both physically and, um, again, that mental piece of it. So for me, yes, I want to feel strong and, like, you know, look pretty good in my clothes, you know. But I think for me, it's the mental piece. And that, like, when I remember when Jacob, when I was recovering postpartum and still am, to be really candid, um, you know, when Jacob was in the hospital, like, I it was, I actually didn't exercise for many months and it wasn't because I just was like happy that I was even like alive and like getting to the hospital and then coming home to be with Vince and literally driving over an hour back and forth. Like that was really hard for me and I felt it mentally and physically. And so I just encourage people, you know, to, you know, even if you are having a hard time and stuff like that, you know, I would still work on some stretching and, you know, things like that. But it's it's important, you know, it really, it helps to build that resiliency and, you know, keep you in a positive mind frame. That's wonderful. So tell us about your virtual Pilates class and how do people yes. sign up for that? Or is it open to the, how, how does, how sure. does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So I teach um, twice a week. It's a 30-minute class. I teach at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'm in Connecticut. 
on the East Coast here in the United States, um, but you can also take the class on demand. So it is live for three days. Um, you would sign up on my website. It's chichilifenyc.com. And um, you can use the code friends of Chichi for your first class free. And I can also put that, um, you know, we can put that in the notes and stuff like that. And then if you think that you're going to take class regularly, what I would do is set you up with your own personal code to just sign up for a class whenever you'd like. And you will always um, receive, you know, you'll receive the link if maybe you can't catch it live. And then I do offer, um, you know, if you want to have different friends and family join, because not any, everyone who takes this is uh, from the cancer community. Um, it's it's $45 a month and you get all the classes. I do some extra bonus workouts in there, um, a little swag bag sent to you. And so some really fun stuff. And then if you wanted to become, so it's called a Chi-Chi Lifer. If you want to become a Chi-Chi Lifer and you're part of the cancer community, it's just a one-time investment for $45. So you will get the classes forever. <laughs> okay. So so let me just re- reiterate that. So if you're a survivor, you pay a one-time fee and, and then you can take classes for the rest of your life, basically. But if you're just wanting to take the classes there's, and you're not a cancer survivor, then it's $45 a month. Yes, and you can also just do a drop-in. So there's like okay. a couple different options. And the classes okay. are always fee for the cancer community. This is more just if you wanted to, it's called like become a Chi-Chi Lifer. You never need to sign up for class. You'll always be on the list. You'll get these special bonus workouts. We also have like a special um, Facebook group that we're a part of. And then I'm going to be leading virtual retreats in the future. So get a little discount on that. So there's like a couple perks of becoming a Chi-Chi Lifer. But again, if like you didn't want to, you know, or didn't want to or you're not able to like invest, you know, that $45, no worries. You could just always take class for free. So it's just more if like you wanted to like, you're going to take all the time and it's still like a nice little bonus. You don't have to sign up for class. I'm always sending it to you. You're part of this community, just getting a little extra bonus workouts as well. Wonderful. You know, we're, we're actually coming up on the next break, but is it okay with you if we skip it? Sure. I, I've given, I, I, we, I know we played our, our, uh, commercial sponsor spot on the first one so I think we're okay we just have a lot more to talk about I don't I don't want to run out of time here so so if that's okay with you um I think we'll just kind of talk right on through this if that's all right with you so absolutely um so yeah I'm just I'm just really Lauren I am really impressed with you and what I what I love about you is your heart I mean I I can hear your whole life changed a direction because of going through cancer and all the stuff that you've kind of battled but you've you haven't lost your compassion for other people how do you stay inspired who who inspires you yeah well I would say a few people um you know definitely my fitness teachers and my mentors I think they just show up you know unapologetically and just as themselves and like shine their light and hold space for others so, um, you know, there's a few teachers in particular that really like have my heart and like are my inspirations and are truly the reason why I became a teacher because they changed my life. They helped me discover strength that I didn't even know I had. And it's pretty incredible. Like, so I think just I've always been one to help others and teaching elevated it in a whole other way. You know, the fundraising event planning that did allow me to you know, create these meaningful experiences that ultimately went toward various missions. But teaching, I see the change, I see the progress, and it's been so meaningful. And, you know, my teachers really show me that that's possible every day. So I'd say my fitness teachers and mentors, and then also, um, 
uh, a woman named Danielle, who is a founder of Pretty by Post. Uh, it's a card subscription service. So I love writing letters. I love writing cards to people. I do it every day. Um, and so that she keeps me inspired. She is a really beautiful community, small community. She runs this little business of her own out of Ohio. And um, it just her just, again, showing the power of letter writing and connecting, especially when people are going through difficult times. Um, she inspires me to keep writing letters and keep writing notes. You know, that's um, a beautiful thing. That's a lost art almost. You yeah. know, we pick up our phone and we send a little text off some somewhere. And one of the things I've been doing lately is when I hear, when I get a text from somebody I haven't heard from in a while, I'll pick up the phone instead of respond, I'll call them because <laughs> I know mm. they're on their phone right now. And I'll call them because I want to hear their voice. And, you know, I had a lovely conversation with somebody that it was, we talked for probably close to an hour. And I really totally caught her off guard when I called her, but she was so happy to hear from me. And we just chatted for a long time. And I learned things I probably wouldn't have learned because I, I hate typing on a little itty bitty phone. You know? Right. <laughs> And, uh, and voice to text doesn't always work because I, th- I must mumble or something because it just <laughs> words come out or really weird. So, so I'd rather talk to people, but also getting a letter or a, a handwritten card in the mail. It's such a beautiful thing. And it just people just kind of have lost track of that. So that, that's a that's really nice. And and I, I thank you for doing that because I know the people who receive these letters are feeling very, very blessed by you when they do mm. that. So yeah, let me ask you what. When was the last time that you were awestruck by somebody else who did an act of kindness, either toward you or towards someone else? And I know that's a weird question, and I'm not sure I, I prepped you to answer that one. But. Oh, no, that's good. Um, you know, I think just when we were going through our difficult time with Jacob, so many people from all different walks of my life came to support us. Um, you know, oftentimes it's like people who you may think would be there for you, maybe like aren't as much. And then people who you're like, I haven't heard from that person in like 10 years, but they are so just like moved by the story. Um, and they just feel for you. So I think, you know, um, one in particular friend of mine who I used to work with and, you know, we've stayed in touch a bit over the years, but she moved and we actually worked together at Memorial Sloan Kettering. Um, and she has uh, a son with Down syndrome. Um, he's just almost a year old. And I think she could just really understand how difficult it is to have uh, a child struggling um, mm-hmm. and witness that. And she just would send me notes in the mail, little goodies, uh, text messages, just really being there for me. And it meant the world. And I truly am a firm believer that like people just show up in your life when they're meant to. Um, and sometimes they'll stay for a little bit and then maybe they float away, you know, like there's just such meaning in when people show up and I think there it's, it's like magic. And so I'd say that, you know, when Jacob was sick, it really, people showed up and it's again, such a reminder of the power of community and connection and that without it, life is way more difficult. Yeah, that is that is so true. Well, I'm I'm really just again just blown away by you. We're going to have to switch gears here though because we're going to run out of episode and <laughs> we have something really important to talk about. So I know that you are very involved in helping organizations fundraise, and um, you are also what we call a York brand ambassador. 
And as you heard in the intro, or somewhere along the line here talking, um, Breast Friends is launching its very first ever Warrior 5K. It's a virtual event that will take place in October. And it's because, you know, in this year of COVID, we have lost fundraiser after fundraiser. And, Mm. you know, cancer doesn't stop because COVID's in the way. It just keeps going. And and people need our support probably now more than ever because you can't take people with you to chemo and you can't, there's just so many things you can't do. So Breast Friends has worked really, really hard to try to revise our program so that we can do, uh, offer a lot of support either in parking lots or in on Zoom or, you know, however we can do it because that support is still incredibly necessary. But we still need to fundraise to help pay for the stuff that we do. We still have an office. We've got you know, we've got expenses, this radio show, for example, there's just a lot of things that we still have to pay for. But the fundraising opportunities have gone very, very south this year Mm -hmm. for not only us, but for many, many nonprofits. So we are launching our first virtual 5k that really anybody can sign up for because it's virtual you, you can do it on your treadmill, you can do it on a kayak, you can do it however you want to do it. Um, But there's some prizes involved. But the reason I wanted to talk to you about this is because you are a York brand ambassador, and York is one of our fabulous sponsors of this event, and we'll tell you how in a minute. So tell us how you got connected to York, and what does it mean to be a York brand ambassador? Sure. So I actually got connected to them through Instagram, so got to love the world of social media, and I was uh, actually... Uh, a fan. I had purchased my first pair of shoes. I think I posted about them and then their marketing team reached out and was interested in having me on as an ambassador. So we are um, pretty fortunate. We receive um, beautiful pairs of cross trainers and sneakers and kicks that York Athletics produces and we are able to share them with our community. Um, and also over the years, York has been so gracious in supporting my different fundraising events as well, like donating pairs of sneakers and different things. It's just really incredible. And what I love about York is that they're a small family-run business, uh, mm-hmm. as you obviously know. I and, do know. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners, my and, son-in-law is the CEO, so you know having this connection has really been very helpful. <laughs> but, yes, but yes. we pay full price for our shoes too, and we're happy <laughs> to do it. So anyway, but they do make beautiful shoes. They're comfortable. They're lightweight. They're they're amazing. So anyway, they really are. And I've seen and like all ages love them. Like my mother-in-law, who's in her sixties, adores the pairs like that she has. And then there's like, you know, me, and then there's people even like way younger, you know, it's just such a range and they're super comfy, but, um, they're just all about celebrating like love, community, self-care, hard work, hustle. They just very much appreciate stories of fighters and they really try to build, um, you know, just build their community and build the the company around it. And it just shows through, um, you know, all the people that they connect with, the communities they support. And so I just, that was like, I felt like our missions aligned. Like it was like, check, check, check. Yes. So I was on board because, you know, oftentimes in these days, like, you know, different things can come up. And I just, when I, well, number one, I was like a fan of York already. And then when they asked, I was thrilled. So it's been really a pleasure and a joy to uh, collaborate with them and work with them on, um, you know, helping them spread the word about their amazing footwear. Oh, and they really are. My husband's one of their 
their best clients because I think he owns probably every pair that they've ever come out with. <laughs> and what's cool is they have all these different designs and everything is unisex. So one pair of shoes will have a man's size on it and a woman's size on it on the same box. So you don't get a different pair. You just get the same pair, but it's just sized appropriately. And they're and they're beautiful. They work for anybody. And um, anyway, they're great shoes. So they are going to be a sponsor of our 5K. And just to kind of let you know a little bit about that, um, to join our 5K, it's a, a there's a registration fee. It's $25 if you're a survivor and 35 if you're not a cancer survivor but just want to support the race. Um, with the, your money, you get a T-shirt, a medal, and a bib. Um, and you will also receive a 25% off your coupon just for registering to be in the race. That's worth money because you can go to their website, which is York Athletics. MFG for short for manufacturing.com, yorkathleticsmfg.com. And you can pick any pair of shoes in their store, but wait till you get the coupon because there's codes you got to apply. But anyway, mm-hmm. so the, you get that just simply for registering to be in the race. So you're going to get your money back with the first pair of shoes that you buy. So that's the first thing. Second thing, um, they are giving away to the, the first 40 people that raise $400 or more you're going to receive, um, oh wait, there's one other level, between uh, 100 and 399 if you raise that much money, and this is beyond the registration fee. So if you actually do fundraising for us, which is what we really need, um, you will get a 50% off pair, and that goes to the first 50 people that do that. So let us know as soon as you've done that. And then if you hit $400, you get a free pair of York shoes out of the catalog, any pair that you want. And that's going to be for the first 40 that do that. And then we're doing something really special for the top five fundraisers that raise over 500, but it has to be the top five. So if you get to 500, keep going because you might just qualify for this. They have this wonderful pair of canvas shoes. They're white canvas. It's a clean slate. And on that clean slate, they are going to hand paint the Breast Friends 5K, the Warrior 5K logo in full color and it's going to be hand painted on both sides of the shoe so that's pretty cool and you'll get you'll get that shoe or the free pair of shoes it's your choice um, if you're the top fundraiser so top five top five fundraisers so it's a pretty exciting offer it's going to introduce a whole lot of new people to the york family of shoes and yes this is a very shameless plug because my my son-in-law is the ceo as i mentioned but we love 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 what they're doing they are very community supportive, and that's just they're they're kind of like you, Lauren. You know, they see an opportunity that needs some support and some help, and York is right there in the forefront, saying, "How can we help?" I know they did a campaign for frontline workers, where you buy a pair of shoes for your frontline worker, and you get a pair of shoes for yourself for free. So we got my doctor a pair of shoes, and he loves them. So it's mm. it's just a great program and for a small company you know inventories they don't have the hundred thousand pairs of shoes inventory because they're not the big companies but you know with time they could get there but you've got to start with a quality product and they absolutely have that so so that's pretty exciting so I'm just going to tell you if you would like to join our warrior 5k race and again you can do this from anywhere you can group together with your friends and go on a short short 5k walk somewhere you pick the route you pick the plan um, pick the day even uh, but it's going to be in the month of October to register you go to you just can text to the registration text the word warrior walk that's w-a-r-r-i-o-r walk 
to 41444. The deadline to register is October 12th, and we will have 100 shirts ready to go for the first 100 that sign up. But if we get more than that, then we'll order a second batch of shirts. Again, this is a small a small event. We hope it becomes big, but got to start somewhere, and we can't overorder. So because you know how it is when you're a small small nonprofit. So anyway, go to Warrior Walk, uh, text it to four one four four four. Do it by ten twelve. Do it sooner if you can, and let so we can have a sense of how many people will be joining us on in the month of October. And we'll have more details on that site because that will take you to our our Warrior Walk page on our website, and it'll give you all the details. You can do all your fundraising through there, too, so we can match your fundraising um, donations that come in on your behalf to you and get get credit for you, and it's going to be a very exciting moment. So um, please join us and help us support that. Uh, your, your donations will help support things like the radio show and the Zoom meetings that we do for everybody and, and all of the activities that Breast Friends is doing on a regular basis to support our cancer community during this very, very difficult time of COVID. So before we close on the program, got a couple quick minutes. Tell me what's next for you, Lauren. And thank you for giving me that time for that plug. So, so tell me oh, what's next sure. for you. Well, I'm signing up for the Breast of Friends Warrior 5K after Yay. hearing all that. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely, okay, that's definitely next. That's the immediate next. Okay. Now, um, and uh, and then just hoping to grow this online community, you know, um, certainly in person as well, you know, here in Connecticut where our new home is, but um, also online. I think there's just so much we can do when we come together, so much good and I just truly am on like a mission to allow people to just arrive as they are when they come to move and find their exercise. It's just, it's so important. So I'm hopeful to continue to grow um, my community of Chi Chi lifers and have people continue taking class. And um, I'm going to, as mentioned, I'm going to be hosting some virtual retreats in the future. So hoping to do one this fall. Um, We'll start to sketch that out soon. So that'll be in the future. And I guess just, you know, kind of rolling with it, seeing how this new landscape unfolds and still, um, you know, soak up time with my babies. So that's, that's what's on deck. And that's definitely it. one of the bonuses of having this COVID thing. It's giving you lots of time with your with your babies. So we're down to our last minute. How can people reach you? Give us your website again slowly so they can write it down. Sure. So it is www.chichilifenyc. So that's C-H-I-C-H-I-L-I-F-E-N-Y-C.com. So com, And then I'm I'm quite active on Instagram. So it's ChiChiLifeNYC. So again, it's C-H-I-C-H-I LifeNYC. Um, Always can send me a message there. You can reach me too through my website. I'm happy to answer any questions anytime. And I would just love to have you in class. Again, free for the cancer community. Um, If you just want to drop into a class and, you know, you're not part of the cancer community, it's $10 a class. And then I do offer those monthly options. So I would just love to meet and see you. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, we are out of time. We will be back next week. And until then, remember, there is always hope. And we are here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Time 
9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we are here to help you find it. We'll talk again next time.